Welcome to Yald, the podcast. Welcome back to the conclusion of our conversation with Jason Cedeno. You're saying everything's fine, but your eyes are telling me there's not. So after like five more minutes, this kid starts crying. Mm. And now I'm like concerned. I'm like, damn, like I haven't even said nothing. He hasn't said anything. He's already crying. I'm like, that means that thought process that's going through his mind is so intense that it's bringing out his tears. You know what I mean? Think about that for a second. Sometimes it, it takes us to speak, to cry in an emotional standpoint, but for you to be in silence and just go from I'm fine, I'm fine, and then start crying, you know it's deep. So then now I now I'm I'm, I'm concerned. I start engaging conversation with him. I'm trying to extract information and it started off with him saying he wasn't happy at his home. He didn't feel wanted. He felt like he was out, you know, like it was called the black sheep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an like outsider. He was an yeah. outsider. And he didn't feel comfortable in his own home. And he started telling me who lived there and all that stuff. And then this one, everything changed. When he came out and said, I'm thinking about killing myself. Mm. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> like, what do I do in this situation? And because he opened up with me like that, I was scared to reach out to anyone about the matter. I don't know what I did was right. I don't know what I did was wrong. But I felt I had to take some kind of action. So I started engaging conversation with him. And I told him that, you know, it's normal to have thoughts like that at your age. Because we feel like we're not part of something. We feel like we're... we're you said it's connect. normal to have the thoughts of not feeling like you fit in? Not feeling you fit in. I was nervous at that moment. I'm not going to lie. And I ended up just saying, hey, listen, at your age, I experienced the same thing. I'm the youngest of four, one-bedroom apartment. I was getting constantly like picked on, bullied in my own home. So I wanted him to relate and make him feel like, okay, this is a normal thought process, but doesn't mean I have to act on it. And then I ended up continuing going. I was like, but because I didn't take that action, where are you today? He's like, oh, I'm just playing football. I said, so then you have a purpose to serve five years, 10 years, 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. I said, one day you might be able to provide something for someone else mm-hmm. to help them move forward in their life. So I was trying to like mix it where he can relate with me and be like, well, you know what? I can do, I can make a difference. And I wanted him to create that mindset, right? Yeah. And I followed up with him like every two days, you know, keeping up for maybe like, Four or five months. Yeah. He didn't return the following season. Not because he didn't want to be part of Yaud. was because after conversations with him over and over again, he decided to pursue what he was really passionate about, okay. which was baseball. Okay. So I offered my services. I said, hey, whenever you want to practice, I used to teach him how to hold the ball, all that stuff, because baseball is what I know. And to this day, I ran into him a couple of weeks ago, happy, excited, playing baseball, in college now and just his different characters I'm not saying that I'm the cause of that but what I would say is that process of those days changed that mindset of him having those thoughts of committing suicide because a lot of times we need to understand as human beings we need we're gonna be emotional we're gonna feel down we're gonna feel happy sad all that stuff and that's normal 
And a lot of, I think for like society, sometimes make it feel like, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. Oh, oh you ha- you're saying you want to kill yourself. And they, they, you end up attacking a kid about that. So now they're bringing themselves even further down for they even thinking about it. And, and, and do not want to tell you anything. And then they don't want to share anything anymore. And then it becomes more difficult down the line mm-hmm. that when the action is about to take place, you can't do nothing about it because you don't know about it. So, so this kid uh, gave you this information, shared this information with you. Mm-hmm. However, you would not have been privy to it had not Jason mentioned it. Correct. Is that right? Mm-hmm. What, what made you want to approach Carlos about that? Why were you so concerned? Um, the kid was, um, he used to make fun of me. Yeah. So we had like a kind of like a joking relationship. Yeah. You know, he used to call me, you know, he's called me old man or, you know, yeah, st- yeah. you know, stuff like that. So it wasn't like anything of a, it's just, of just, a, of a menacing nature. It was just, just regular yeah. joking back and forth. Yeah. Just regular joking yeah. back and forth. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And when he, um, when he's, uh, came to the field yeah. the last couple of times, you know, I noticed his head was down. Mm. You know, he was, he wasn't focused when I was telling him things and, you know, usually when, when and, he I, was, and he wasn't calling you old man either. No, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't calling me old man no more. He was, yeah. you know, <laughs> he wasn't calling me bald, you know, like, he, you yeah. know, you know, try to show off his hair that I, he, you know, yeah. yeah and I didn't, you know, we, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Cause when he's calling you that you in the inside, it's like, man, shut up. Man. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm about to punch you. Your <laughs> and now he's not calling me up. Yeah. How come you're not calling me old, old man, man B? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? You don't love me anymore. <laughs> You found somebody else? <laughs> go on, go on. I'm sorry. No, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, and then uh, usually I break down my team, yeah. give him like a little pregame speech, and he was always kind of like my hype man. Yeah. And he wasn't my hype man. Mm. And that's when I knew I said, all right, something's wrong. And if he wasn't opening up with me, maybe he didn't feel comfortable with me. There's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. You got to open up with who you feel comfortable with. Yeah, of course. So that's when I approached Carlos and I was like, you know, heads up. Yeah. Something's wrong. I could tell. Wow. Okay. Sound the alarm, kind yeah. of, sort of. What do you think is the most unique feature or the best feature about y'all? The family. We're family. We all help each other. And it's really, I mean, I, I could give you a perfect example. Okay. So, um, we, you know, we always preach we're family. Yes. So um, last year, you know, we were selling. Um, Carlos was selling um, the Yald mask, but it was yeah. but it was coming over. It, it kind of made you uh, perfect of people that don't know. A perfect example, it would be um, you would look you would look like um, Snake Eyes from um, GI Joe. Yeah, Joe. Throwback. Yeah. <laughs> Throwback. Okay. First of all, since Sean Medina let us know that Facebook is for old people, uh, I'm going to take a pause real quick. Quick intermission. Uh, G.I. Joe was one of the top five cartoons of the 1980s. Top five. Top five, definitely. No question. I definitely asked. woke up in the morning to watch some G.I. <laughs> Joe. Facts. And when we came home from school, we're watching G.I. Joe. Refrigerator Perry was on it. Yes. Sergeant Slaughter, Slaughter was on it. Snake Eyes. He was one of the villains, no? No, no, no. no. Storm Shadow was the villain. Storm Shadow was, was the villain. My bad. Snake Eyes was, was the good guy. Shout out to Storm Shadow. <laughs> shout out to Snake Eyes. <laughs> And the toys were epic. Yes. I has, actually, I think yeah, G.I. Joe toys were the best toys. Yeah, Yo, they were epic. I hated the vehicles, though, because I could never put them together. I was never that smart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the toys themselves, I mean, the joints move. Yeah, the yeah, elbows yeah. move. The shoulder. Even the wrist. Yep, was, yep. The feet, right. legs, everything. And then you have my <laughs> Thundercat toy. Lionel can only move his arm up and down. 
and don't talk to me about uh, the WWF toys that could not do anything. But my bad, we digressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got these masks, yeah. these yalled masks that make you look like snake eyes. Yes. Shout out to GI Joe. Go on. So um, I I was telling my team that I would I would like everyone to wear the mask. You know, because it look cool. You know, we all come in, or you know, we see our jerseys, the coaches, and uh, a couple of the other kids had heard, so they went to go buy some. You know, all right, we're gonna go buy some. One of the kids on my team didn't have the money for the for the mask, and one of the kids from another team actually brought his mask. Hmm. And when he said, "I'll pay you back," he said, "No, we're family. We're part of the Yard family." Yeah. And I was standing right there, and I was like, "Wow!" And these are kids. These are kids. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is a ripple effect. This is, you know, they they're they're embracing, they're accepting it, and they're moving forward. And these kids, are, and they were like, yeah, and they don't really hang out because you know they, you know, two different walks of lives, you know. And he was, you know, he just it was it wasn't like a thought. He just went and just brought it from and just gave it to him. Yeah. And he was like, here, yeah. and he put it on. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's one of those little moments that yeah. nobody would know about. And I I think that's what I like about putting these stories in a podcast or or chronicling these stories that these are things that no one would know about unless you're there yeah unless you witnessed it right? and like I said yesterday part of our 11 core elements impact purpose you know and what I mean? element like, is that can you explain impact that? purpose right explain so like Jason said the kid observed that his player didn't have the money for it yes alright just the fact that he went and paid and bought him a mask so he can match the rest of the team, created an impact on that one individual's player. And that player that he's speaking about is a completely different character than he was back then and now. And it's not because it's that one moment. It's just a continuous flow of things that we constantly do for each other and work with each other that it it kind of molds and changes a person's attitude towards things. Yeah. Because sometimes we, you know, the kids come in the program, right? And it's me, 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 and it's not my problem. That's your problem, type thing. But as time passes by in the program, they start realizing that your problem is my problem mm-hmm. because we're teammates. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that gets enforced through our training and a training camp is like if you or pra- both you guys are practicing and he messes up, everybody getting penalized. So the way the bad gets. Uh, get penalized the good also gets rewarded together so they start doing those things with each other and that creates that impact for each other that's what's up man that makes sense that's yeah. a great uh, it creates the uh, uh, the culture continues the culture mm-hmm. is, is what I should say I got two more questions for you Jason what do you foresee for the future of Yald and what do you foresee for the future of some of the kids or the kids in the program so <clears throat> I start off with the future for the kids. Um, I see, you know, even the, well, the new kids coming in for the future is bright for them because now they have, they have, um, you know, it's not a, it's, it's not a program where it's like two years and you have no one there, you know, that, that can't go back to it. Like we have kids come back to give testimonies to help out and they see that these kids are in college. Yeah. This is someone they could look at it. And, you know, this guy looks like me. He's in college. You know, he's this guy looks like me. He's he's you know he's he's becoming, you know, an accountant. He's becoming a cop or he's becoming a firefighter. Why do you think that's a big deal 
this kid looks like me and he's going to college. Why do you think that's a big deal? Because, in, in my opinion, and, and I could be wrong, you know, um, you tend to do things when you see people, you, people, excuse me, you tend to follow what people do that look like you and come where you come from. So, you know, a lot of times people are followers, you know, wanting to uh, join the gangs, to be a follower, to be accepted. So people like you and you tend to follow someone, you know, Um, but when you see someone, you know, that's doing something good, that was part of a program you in that graduated college, that's, that's becoming an, you know, one of the kids that we, that actually was on my team, you know, he, he, he's, um, he's, um, in a, he's in Boston in college and now he wants to be an architect. Oh, wow. He looks like me. You know, he was part of this program. Yeah. Oh, he I knows could... actually the player. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be, he'll, uh, he's one of the uh, guests later on in, the in a couple of months, uh, in April, I think. Shout out to, shout out to Boston college. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. He's actually going to try out. He's trying to do a walk on, you know? You know, let him try, you know, but he's, you know, he sees, okay, wow, you know, he he did, I, I can do it too. I don't have to stand in the corner and sell drugs. You know, I don't have to do I'm impressed. Things. I'm impressed with that kid. I can't wait for us to have him as a guest because I feel like he, he's definitely shown a lot of growth yeah. in the program itself and outside the program. I mean, just, just listening, if, if he's listening to, to, to this episode, when we air it, he's, he knows who, who he is. Yeah. So you better bring it. Yeah, There's a lot of pressure on you to perform on this here podcast. Yeah. If you want to get punched in the chest, kid, you better bring it. And I mean, <laughs> he's, 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 a, he's, a great, he's a great young man. He really is. Yeah. He is. He's a great young man. And he, you know. You know what? I'm sorry to cut you off. But when he when that kid first came in the program, oh, Jay I, was like, I'm not picking that kid. I was like, Yo, trust me, man. Word. I yeah. was like, pick him. And we became. Uh, actually, what, what made you not want to pick him? He was whack. <laughs> I'm gonna say it for him. He was whack. No, it, it, not just that he was whack. It's just he he wanted to fit in, mm. and 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 I hated that about him. I was like, oh man, he wasn't being himself. Yeah, you know, he wanted to be. He wanted to, you know, he wanted to do what everyone else was doing. You want to be cool. He wanted to be cool. And then I mean, we had a conversation. I got in trouble because I ripped him in front of everyone. So Carlos, you know, ripped me in private. But he, you know, at the end of the his pretty much his rookie year playing, you know, he actually changed into a better player. He became a leader. He started evolving. I had to call Carlos. Was, I kind of hate doing this. When I have to call him, go, oh man, you was right about that kid. He's good. You know, <laughs> I had to call him and tell him he actually wrote I us. Just, I just a, want to throw it out there. He, this phone call happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there. Yeah, people call you. Say that you no, him. Right. He called He's like, hey, I don't want to admit this, but you was right. And, you know, I was like, hey, yeah. I don't mind the weekly phone call letting me know that I was right. I just need the audience to know that um, while we're discussing, having this conversation, um, Jason is sitting down. He's relaxed, right? The microphone's in front of him, but he's he's chilling. Um, Carlos is also relaxed, leaned back, legs crossed too. However, when he when they came to the point where he said this conversation happens often, yeah, he he actually. Leaned into the mic, absolutely, to, to to let you to make it clear, let you guys know that that conversation. I wanted to make sure if you had any music playing through that time that I'm heard <laughs> clearly here. <laughs> Go on, man. Go on. Yeah. So you know that um, going back to that kid, um, he he, you know, looking at him, you can, he's he sets a good example. He really does. Yeah. He really and he actually comes back and um, 
if I call him and I say, you're going to, um, you're back from college, you're going to be in the city? He goes, yeah. I'm like, uh, you're going out tonight? He goes, if you need me on the field, I won't go out. I'll stay home. I'll meet you on the field. And that's something that you can't put a price tag on that. That's what's up. No, you can't. And, you know. Yeah, he's good, man. Even when he does, he doesn't have to be there, but he still shows up. And when kids do things that are not supposed to, he corrects them. Yeah. Because he knows, hey, that's not what we do here. It's the culture. Yeah. And and one thing, uh, the good thing is he ended up going to play um, tackle football somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And while he was a a, a student at Yale, or yeah, a while he was there, his final mm-hmm. year, and we encourage kids to go follow their, you know, what you're excited about. You know, we're not going to hold you hostage. And he brought the Yale culture to the team, and there was about two, three other kids from Yale that were there. Um, they ended up going to the that champion, were there on the team with him? on the team. Their coach even called me one day. He's like, "Hey, I don't know what you guys do over there, but." These kids are changing my kids around, like That's their attitude and that stuff. And that year is the year that they won the championship. Mm-hmm. And I went to the championship game. We went, we yeah. went there. And not for nothing, but the kids that were part of Yald were the reason they won the championship. Like every touchdown that was scored was a Yald player. Shout out to Yald. Every yeah. tackle that was needed was a Yald player. And, and, and don't forget the game winning touchdown. Yeah. Excuse me. The game tying touchdown was caught by a Yald player. The block that allowed the kid to score the touchdown was made by y'all player. It was actually made by the kid that we're talking about. Yeah. He oh made, yeah, yeah, yeah. That he was made crazy. it was it was. Yeah, he laid the kid out. It was it was it was it was a beautiful. That was a block. good game. That it was, was a good, good game. game. Shout out to y'all and the y'all alumni uh. around the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So here's my last question for you, then, man. Oh no. Well, what do you foresee for the program? Well, I, I sky's the limit. It's this is the winter league. The, the mere fact that, I mean, it was a, you know, tug of war and, and I finally got him on board. I mean, the mere fact that Carlos, you know, is um, helping, you know, do the Winter League and allowing the Winter League to happen. Oh, man, the sky's the limit. These, these kids are, this is sky's the limit for them. You know, now if you if you you playing equipment and you want to stay in shape and you're like, damn, I can't play in the fall because obviously you got to play, your, you know, you play season in the fall. You're like, you know, I can still be a part of the Yao family. I could play in the winter now. And I can stay in shape all year round. And then the kids that play in the fall, instead of them going home and picking up the PS5 or the Xbox or doing the live or whatever they do, nah, I got you know, I got to put this down. I got training to do. I got to put in work. Yeah, I got to put in that work. Got to put in work. It's time to grind. Grind never ends. Here's my last question, man. What do you hope the listeners get from this podcast? I hope they 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 see that, you know. I get it. Every every program has good intentions, but I hope they see that we just not we just not there for the kids for the sports. So, you know, Carlos and myself, you know, um, um, and every coach involved and everybody's involved. In the we just don't do this and speak to the kids when it's time to play. Like we speaking to these kids all year round. So get that is you know some programs they're great they're amazing they help them out for a little while and which is this is a beautiful thing you could do what you could. But we do this all the time with them. Even the kids that left, we're always there. And they have someone that loves them, someone that's willing to help them, someone that's willing to guide them, you know, even crack a joke with them all the time. We're here. We're not leaving. And we're not going anywhere anytime soon. I almost want to cue in the uh, Puff Daddy. We ain't going nowhere. (laughs) But... 
but we don't have the rights to that, so we won't. Uh, anyhow, listen, Jason, man, uh, we thank you for your honesty. We thank you for your time. Thank you. Uh, it's been a great conversation, man. Thank you. One, two, three, go! One, five, six, family! Got him! Got him! Got him!